Hey, as always, super quick thing before we get into the podcast and probably one of the most important pre-rolls I've ever done so far. Mark your calendars. 14th of April, we are going to host the second edition of the Future Fuel Lab, where we talk about nothing but the future of airline fuel, aircraft fueling and related things. This time with an amazing lineup. We have um, some experts from Cathay Pacific. We have experts from Shell. Um, we have known presentations, so it will be remarkable. Mark your calendars, 14th of April. If you want to re register already, head over to LinkedIn. That's the easiest way to register. Um, just search for Future Fuel Lab and you will find our uh, event site where you can directly um, register and make sure you don't miss that remarkable event. See you on the 14th of April. And now let's get into the podcast. So welcome back to another episode of the ID1 audio experience. And again, a great pleasure today since I'm uh, and I welcome Camilla again to our um, daily podcast. Very, very good morning, Camilla. Good to have you here again, I have to say. Good morning, Benjamin. Thanks a lot again. I'm very happy to be back as always. <laughs> that's, that's good. And it's uh, especially good because it's, it's a very um, interesting topic we want to talk about today. Um, interesting because um, it's somehow, how to say that, um, it, it, it is somehow different, I would say. Um, because as, as, as you know, we, we usually focus on, um, let's call it um, overall aviation or commercial airlines topic. And today we want to um, look at a specific, can we call that niche? I would say, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a specific niche, I would say. Um, cool. we, we would like to talk about private jet operators. Um, a, a area I have to say I'm, I'm not an expert in, it's a, it's a very specific area. Um, so um, I was very interested to read the, the, one of your last blog posts where you, where you touched that area. Um, so before we dive into the details, um, maybe you can give a little bit background. Um, what were your thoughts, the background, the idea um, that, that brought you to writing about private chat operators? Well, um, you know, now right now we are going through the third wave of COVID-19. And I was wondering if people were still willing to travel as much as we discussed last year with the service that people were already willing and starting to travel again. And mm -hmm. they wanted to continue this trend of exploring the world. And again, with this third wave, I wanted to see if that perception change or if that perception is a bit um, affected or if it changed their behavior somehow. And therefore, I wondered uh, how are people uh, changing this behavior of traveling? I've seen many people by road not uh, going with the trains or the bus, but also taking their a private car, renting a car. And I thought this could be also a trend on aviation. People prefer to have a private jet to avoid contact, mm -hmm. so they travel with the people that they know. And therefore, they are trying to explore to continue traveling, but other options. And in this case, um, I started to be curious and interested about this uh, private aviation. And 
I found something very interesting. The private aviation by November 2020 had already recovered around between 85 and 90 percent of their operation before the pandemic. So okay. it had a very good recovery by November 2020 already. So it means people are considering this alternative to travel by plane, let's say. Yep, yep. <laughs> that, 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 that's amazing. I, I, I haven't known that. Um, so I, 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 of course, know um, how, how the pandemic is, is impacting the, let's call it, um, the, the commercial airline industry. And they, I would say, most of the, the areas in the world haven't recovered by, by that percentage, um, uh, as you just mentioned. Um, and, and it's interesting to hear that, 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 that more and more people are really considering traveling by private jet. Um, I always think mm -hmm. it's, it's, it is super expensive and only the, the, the richest, richest person in the world are, can, can afford that. But, but obviously it, it is not, I would say, if I, if I hear those, yeah. those, those numbers. Yeah, I actually have been seeing, now that I started the research, uh, I re started to receive, of course, uh, advertisements and promotions uh -huh. about the private jet operator. <laughs> and uh, I, when, what you can see is that the price is not as different as, um, let's say, a normal uh, ticket. Of course, yeah. it, it implies additional costs, but if you travel by with a small group, it could be mm -hmm. the same or even uh, cheaper than flying commercial airlines. So I was also very surprised because I also assumed it was only for celebrities or yeah, people. Yeah, with... exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, at least the, 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 the perception I, I, I had <laughs> exactly. so far, but, but, but from a, from a um, um, health or pandemic point of view, it, it definitely makes sense what, what you're saying. Um, um, you, you don't have to go through not crowded airports, but still um, airports um, mm -hmm. with, with, with people and, and sit on a, on a plane with uh, 200, 300 other passengers. Um, so th that definitely mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, Yes. And additionally, one thing that they mentioned, uh, very interesting, is that, for example, these uh, operators can fly to small airports, big airports, and sometimes, for example, in a corporate travel, the, the, the companies had to do connections. Yeah. And yeah. to avoid the, putting the employees at risk of a connection in a high-risk area, for example, or a restricted yeah. area, they choose this option where they can fly directly to the airport they're required because sometimes mm -hmm. these airports are not accessible with uh, big aircrafts or commercial airlines so they have to fly to another hub airport and then take True. a smaller airport in this case they just fly directly with the private jet operator so yeah. it's a very interesting point of view and something i actually didn't consider before i started yeah. doing this yeah. research True, true. It's 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 uh, probably also faster than, of course, since you since you don't mm -hmm. have to connect. And from from a business traveling point of view, it, it really can can make sense if it isn't that more expensive. Um, at least I would say for for uh, intra European or intra continental um, um, flights, exactly. it really can can be an alternative, right? Um, exactly. So of course we we always talk about. Um, our beloved topic of, of key performance indicators. Um, and usually we, of course, focus on um, KPIs for commercial airlines, those, um, I would say, um, prominent KPIs, like the, the on-time performance, um, the arrival punctuality, regularity, and stuff like that. Um, how do, do private jet operators 
deal with the KPI topics? Do they have KPI that I, I assume they have, but do they monitor similar KPIs? Do they have different KPIs? How is the, this KPI area at, at private jet operators? So um, I identify some differences and some similarities. We can go through first the mm -hmm. differences mm -hmm. and then we can go through the similarities that I identified. Um, as I started, for example, one of the main differences is that we know that commercial airlines, they have their, uh, let's say, defined set of fleet. You know how yeah. many aircraft they have, they have the specific registrations, and it's a fixed set. Yeah. In the case of private jet operators, in some cases, they depend on third parties. So they mm -hmm. don't mm -hmm. have, or they, let's say, they don't have a specific set of fleet defined but they are always subcontracting. So in this yeah, case, yeah. it is important that they measure, the, that they track constantly the aircraft availability. Why? Okay. Because yeah. customers have different requirements, different groups, different distances, different, uh, let's say, <clears throat> loads, and therefore they need to have the specific aircraft or aircraft that can support these conditions. And they need to make sure that either they're them or their third-party suppliers have the aircrafts they require to 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 like let's say meet the demands of the yep, customers. Yep. Okay. Okay. So exactly. So this is very important. They need to have let's say different options in case the aircraft they expected to fly is not available. They need to have a let's say a backup always mm -hmm, and the aircraft mm -hmm, availability mm -hmm. to to meet the needs of the customers. Okay. This is really totally different to. Um... To commercial and of course sometimes commercial airlines do some some kind of wet lease and, and stuff during exactly. summer season but but still it's it's i would say it's still fixed for a period it's very very exactly. rarely happens uh only on uh, on, on a talk case um exactly. okay D didn't didn't know that aircraft availability interesting kpi yeah yeah exactly so i thought yeah this is something because in general as you say with the with the commercial airline they they probably have already within their fleet an aircraft that can operate the flight if something happens with the like the scheduled aircraft but yeah. in this case they don't know what the customer is going to request and it can mm -hmm. be in a very short notice because these mm -hmm. customers mm -hmm. as for example the corporate customers they have to do very short notice flights out of a sudden and then they have to fly and they have a specific requirements and these aircrafts need to be available or they need to have mm -hmm. the resources to meet the the request. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Understood. Understood. What What about the um? The, the, just brings me to to, to an essay. What about you mentioned that the um the, there is no no fixed schedule in terms of um destination they fly to. Um, exactly. how how do they handle that? The the, the different airports or different routings or how, how, how do they do that? Exactly. That is another KPI I thought it was relevant, which is the permissions to operate in the, in the, the different departure and arrival airports, mm -hmm. because uh, it can be it, there is the possibility that they have not operated in that specific airport before. So yeah. they need to know uh, how much time in advance they need to request the permissions, how many permissions do they require per day, how many permissions are still not approved and to know uh, if they need yep. to take action in case the flight is uh, is coming in any short time. So they mm -hmm. need to track the permissions they require to operate in the specific airport. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. some airports, it's probable that, that they have already operated, so they have this, these approved permissions, but in case there is any request, it is important they track these authorizations as well. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. But it's it's just totally different business model co compared to commercial it's airlines. Totally different. Uh, it's, and it's and this, yeah, it's very interesting. And also because this leads to also slots. What about yeah. the slots? Uh, yeah. uh, let's say commercial airlines have their defined slots, especially in the big airports. Of course. And for 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 private jet operators, they also need to find the slots. Uh, so they also need to be in contact with the air traffic controls from different, uh, let's say, countries and cities. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it is important that uh, the slots are also approved so they can, uh, yeah, uh, can, yeah. can know which times because also some of these, uh, let's say, travelers that use this service, they also don't fly in in regular operating times they also can fly let's say 2 a.m in the morning because they need yep. to be there in a meeting at a specific time very early so the airport also needs to validate the slots for this uh, aircraft mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay so it's it's i would say in in, in general it's a, it's a much more ad hoc business which which mm -hmm. means that they 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 need KPI supporting that 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 ad hoc operations instead of Correct. those um, stability regularity KPIs a, a standard airline is, is tracking is that, is that is that correct? Exactly, exactly. Let's say the 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 commercial airline has a scheduled a, a, a fixed program uh, something that they mm -hmm. already know what are they working with while the private jet operators are completely flexible, and therefore they also need to adapt their measurements and have this, this like, let's say this tracking, they need to track it very constantly because this can affect yeah. the, the client as well if they don't, yeah, they yeah, don't have yeah, yeah. the required and analyze. Okay, and, and I guess the same accounts also, not only for airports, also for airspaces, right? It's, it's exactly. A, it's the same. Exactly, that was another, another important uh, point because uh, of course, uh, they need to to have authorizations for their required airspaces otherwise they need to plan the rerouting in case they they are not authorized to fly in the initial uh works airspace they plan to mm. so this involves also a fueling <laughs> tracking which is also very important because sometimes these rerouting processes involve uh, more fuel consumption yeah 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 yeah, Therefore, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the private jet operators also need to control the fuel consumption and measures they have in case these reroutings take place. Okay. Okay. Um, that's a, that's a lot. Any any other different KPIs you you, you found out? Uh, they they need to to analyze the operating hours of the airports because of what we uh -huh. mentioned before that the, uh -huh. the, the sometimes the schedule required by the customers yeah. is very special. And in some cases, we have seen curfews in some airports, and therefore they need to validate that the airport where they are expected to go or depart from uh, have these specific operating hours. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Therefore, it's also very important to to track. And uh, one part of the let's say something very important is that these customers also have very specific demands on terms of services onboard services or catering and therefore yeah. they also need to to track what requirements they mm -hmm. have so mm -hmm. for example in catering services they need to 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 validate the times where it begins uh, if suppliers have all the all the elements needed so it's also tracking with third party suppliers the processes 
-hmm. that involved mm -hmm. okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. the whole preparation of the flight. Um, in some cases, uh, I also uh, see that uh, some private travelers stay overnight. This means mm -hmm. that the aircraft has to also stay in the in the airport to be able to come back the next day or then after two days. Yeah, yeah. And therefore there are fees for this, let's say, parking overnight yeah. in the yeah. in some airports. So these private jet operators also need to take this measurement into account. How many mm -hmm. uh, days and overnights and fees were involved. In, mm -hmm. in these mm -hmm. sure. yep. operations. That makes sense. Uh, exactly. And um, another difference I found is, uh, so also commercial airlines have crew disposition already planned. The crew has their own schedules. Mm -hmm. And they mm -hmm. usually, they of course have variations, but in general, there is a schedule yeah. for the crew yeah. members. Yeah. In this case, as these are unexpected flights, they need to guarantee that there is enough crew disposition all right, and availability yeah. for 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 operating the necessary and requested flights, especially in such a in such a short notice. <laughs> that, yep, yep. That that, that so really can be can, can be tricky. Um, mm -hmm. I, I guess. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And another thing that uh, I I realized, which was very new for me, is that the private jet operators don't use boarding passes. But okay. they use tail numbers, <laughs> so uh -huh. actually the boarding process it's it's different. It, uh, I assume, yep, yep. Exactly. So so it's not uh, like a specific uh, that the person comes with a ticket. They have to inform the tail number they were given, and then the boarding initiates. But therefore, it's it's completely different because um, how how they should control also this uh, how many people so the the number of passengers is controlled in a different way okay. and um, uh, to to understand how many passengers of course it's not uh, two hundred but uh, <laughs> unless it's a chartered flight but uh, yeah. yes it's it's different yeah. in terms of yeah. boarding processes as well and boarding I, controls. I, 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 I think we, we really have to to um, to try that process or to 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 um, examine <laughs> that process in, in in real life just to, to get a feeling yeah. <laughs> for how that works and I, think I that agree that becomes necessary definitely um, okay but a, a lot yeah a, a lot of differences um, that of course um, result out out of the as we said the different operations model or business model they 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 have. Um, Still, what one can argue, um, both commercial airlines and chat operators are simply flying from A to B. So hopefully or obviously, there they have to be some similarities in terms of KPIs. They, they, they are both tracking. Um, what, what did you find oh. out on, on, on that aspect? Well, there are uh, similarities, I would say, uh, um, some uh, similarities that we can always track whether it's commercial cargo <laughs> airlines so for example the weather conditions are very important yep. because of yep. course this can uh, generate uh, an impact on the flight operation so it's important that private jet operators and commercial airlines they always track the weather conditions uh, for operating their flights mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, additionally the passengers documentations because yeah. in some cases as these flights are short notice and some uh, let's say countries or uh, 
let's say, different uh, locations require some special documents like visas or the passports. So it is important that mm -hmm, they make mm -hmm. sure that all the passengers are uh, with the required documentation and they also mm -hmm. track how many passengers were denied boarding because of the lack of documentation because this yep. might yep. help them identify that uh, they need to communicate better to the passengers their mm -hmm. documents mm -hmm. required to their, their their desired destination so it's important that uh, this uh, kpi is also tracked as well as for commercial airlines that they mm -hmm. also track mm -hmm. the passenger documentations and of course, the let's say the operational KPIs like on-time performance is uh, it's also very important because these customers have very strict schedules, and that's mm -hmm, why they mm -hmm. decide to fly private that it adjusts to their needs, and therefore yeah. they need to guarantee that when the once the flight is scheduled for this uh, customer, the flight needs to leave on time, and yeah. they need to yeah. meet these customers. Uh, uh, let's say requirements because if the customer is flying by a, with a corporate purpose the client needs to be there on time for his meeting so yep. these kpis yep. are very important for to totally agree and I, and I, I think um also the i I, I would assume that the the expectations are higher of, of somebody who's traveling with a private jet um exactly. uh, operator and you you just assume that if you are paying a higher price you can uh, you get a higher quality which means a perfect on-time performance um so yep um definitely makes 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 sense at all okay um now i understood uh private chat business um thanks for enlightening me <laughs> Um, You're welcome. Very happy it helped. I, it was also enlightening for me as I started the research. <laughs> it was very interesting to see yeah. the amount of differences. Uh, I didn't yeah, think it, there were so many before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. M me neither. Um, and as I said, I, I've never, never uh, addicted into to that, that that specific niche. Although I'm dealing with with aviation for for 15 years now, but but private jet mm -hmm. operations. Um, Never touched that area, um, but yeah, as you said, there there are a lot of differences, which totally makes sense because the the operating model is just different. We we have to say that, um, but then still there are also similarities that are um, both um, commercial airlines and private operators are, are tracking. Perfect. Um, yeah, thanks so very much for the insight, for the details. Um, I'm pretty sure that it provided a lot of value to the audience. Um, and I think we, we already can announce next week we are back with a even, how to say, more different topic. Um, we'll probably move away from, from aviation next week, right? Correct. <laughs> okay, so uh, be prepared for that. <laughs> As our price. <laughs> don't be shocked next week uh, when we start to talk about I don't know um, <laughs> clothing and um, <laughs> let's see let's see it will be a surprise. All right. Um, so for today, thanks very much, Camilla. Um, it was a pleasure as always, and I'm super happy again to welcome you next week um, with our big surprise topic. <laughs> Thank then. you so much and I'm looking forward to next week. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs>
Hey guys, podcast is over. Thanks very much for listening. Um, but before you leave, um, you could do me one last favor. Uh, it really means the world to me and to the whole team if you could follow us on, on YouTube. We are putting out so much video content at the moment, a daily video show called uh, Ben Talks. We've got a weekly session um, called Ask Ben, behind the scenes material, really limitless video material about airlines, KPIs, innovations, our thoughts, our products, and so much more. So um, really means the world to me. Head over to YouTube, search for information design one, the word one, not the number one. And then you will find our channel. Uh, make sure to follow it and enjoy our video content. Have a great day. Cheers and bye-bye.